Hello, I'm Curtis Bowers, and this is Agenda Weekly. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. I'd like to welcome the new subscribers. Thank you so much. And I want to remind all the subscribers that there's 45 plus episodes of Agenda Weekly. And so if you're just signing up or have signed up a few months ago, remember you can go back to your dashboard at agendaweekly.com and scroll back through all the episodes. Uh, we've tried to make them where they have far more importance than just the news of that week, where there's, there's wisdom and knowledge and understanding in each one. So I hope you'll take advantage of that, but we're so glad that you've joined us. Those that are fasting on Fasting Fridays with us, thank you for doing that. How's it going? Sometimes if you're not used to doing that, it's a pretty big step. But I hope you're finding that it's valuable, not only in your walk with the Lord and just drawing you close to Him, but I think one of the greatest blessings of fasting is the, the self-discipline it gives you, the self-control. And I've seen in my own life, it kind of overflows into everything I'm doing where I can say no to that flesh and do what I'm supposed to do, even when it doesn't want to. And fasting is a great way to do that. But I hope it's been a blessing to you in many ways. And I thank you for doing that. God loves when we take the time to deny the flesh and pray to him and ask him for help. He's a wonderful father. Those that are new, what I'm talking about is every Friday we skip breakfast, and lunch. So we eat on Thursday night dinner, and then we don't eat again until Friday night dinner. And during the meal times where we'd normally be eating, we stop and pray, asking God for direction in our life, asking Him to have mercy on our country, asking Him to bless our churches and our communities and our marriages and everything else, and just taking special time to do that. But anyway, thank you so much. Today, we're going to be talking about how the left right now, the Marxist left, is going for the gold. And what are they going for the gold in? They're going for the gold in trying to force the Great Reset. That's why you see all the madness you do around us, because they're just forcing it, realizing we might only have a small window here until enough people have awakened to start resisting and stopping us from making progress. So, so they're just really going for it. One of the key things that we're going to focus on today is how they use the weapon of fear to accomplish these goals. And what we're going to talk about a lot of different areas. They're creating fear because they know if we're fearful, we will submit. But anyway, thank you so much for joining us. Two articles that I just saw this week I'd like to talk about briefly before we get into the topic. And because I think they're significant, I think they're showing there's a real change happening in America. Both of these articles deal with the church, but they're very significant. Article number one was Pastor Jeffries of First Baptist Dallas, who's one of the big conservative pastors in America, he said something that reveals a lot about what is going on. He said this, there is no credible religious argument against the vaccines. Now just think about that. There is no credible religious argument against the vaccines. There's so many problems with that, it's hard to comprehend that he would say something that foolish. 
For him to say that, he has to be an expert in medicine. He has to know our deeply held religious convictions, each individual Christian in the world, and on and on, which, of course, he doesn't. And so the arrogance of a statement like that instantly revealed to me what I suspected but wasn't sure of. He is an opportunist. The reason he buddied up to Trump back in 2015 and 2016 is he could see Trump is probably going to be president. And if I'm buddies with him, it will expand my influence and my book sales and things like that. And, and now he's realizing, oh, the vaccine is what's in. So I'm going to step right out in the forefront to get national attention and say no one's religious exemption is valid. I'm the leader of the Christian church, and I'm just letting you know that. To be that proud and to be that arrogant, to state something, to overstep me as a father and, to, and what I think is best for my family, to overstep every pastor in America that it might have different advice or for their congregations is amazing. For him to state his own opinion is fine, but when he says there are no religious exemptions for, for the COVID vaccine, an experimental non-vaccine that has been more deadly than any medical thing we've ever put on the American people is unbelievable. But that's a sign of the times. Another key one, the International Mission Board of the Southern Baptist Convention, who's in charge of all the missionaries worldwide sent out from Southern Baptist churches, they have said now the vaccine is mandated on all of our missionaries, period. Not giving them the choice to decide what they think they should do for wherever they are or anything. No, it's just saying you have to do this. And this is a sign of something so much deeper. When, when churches, when pastors, when denominations start doing things to appeal and to please the world, you realize, wait a minute, these people are following the world. <laughs> These people are trying to be accepted. These people are trying to, to look good in the eyes of those that are lost. And that is not a good thing. Anyway, I just saw both of those and I thought, wow, those are significant steps that expose to us what we already know. Most of the church is heading in the wrong direction. Most of the church is being led by sheep and not shepherds. And that's why they just follow the crowd. They follow what's, whatever CNN says, because, oh, we want to be in. Well, in Christianity is a dead Christianity. But anyway, those are some things I wanted to bring up to you. So now as we get into the topic, I want you to know what they're using the fear to accomplish. What is their end game? Their end game is the Great Reset. And we need to just refresh on what that is real quickly here from the leader of the World Economic Forum who came up with the idea. But we need to, to go through a couple things here so you'll understand with all that's going on around us, what they're trying to accomplish, which will help you be much more alert to the deception. Here's a few things that he said. The founder of the World Economic Forum has warned that a failure to tackle the deep-rooted ills of our society in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic could exacerbate the risk of violent shocks, such as conflicts and revolutions. There's my case in point right there. Even that, he's making you fearful. If you don't do what we say, there's, there could be revolutions. Well, that puts everybody in fear. We better do what they say.
But do you hear what he talked about there? The deep-rooted ills of our society. There's no deep-rooted ills in American society. They want us to believe that it is a lie. The only ills in American society is that we've allowed them through propaganda and influence to break down the families and the morality of our country. Every single problem we have in this country would be solved if we had healthy and strong moral families. It would be as close to heaven on earth as you can get. It would be the utopia Karl Marx promised. Every problem in our society today is because they were able to break down, break down those fundamentals. And that's something we need to understand so we're not deceived. Here's a couple other quotes so you see how permanent this is and how all-encompassing this is. Many of us are pondering when things will return to normal. The short answer is never. That's what Klaus Schwab said, never. Nothing will ever return to the broken sense of normalcy that prevailed prior to the crisis. The world as we knew it in the early months of 2020 is no more. Again, who made this guy a dictator too? Do you understand those who have a lust for power, they always talk as if they have more authority than they actually have. And that's what he's saying there. How was your life at the beginning of 2020? Probably pretty good. The economy was booming. People were starting to be optimistic about the future, and that's when they struck. And then listen to this. It is incumbent upon us to take the bull by the horns. The pandemic gives us this chance. It represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world. That's what it's all about, is resetting the world. That's the entire thing. That's what the pandemic was about. The pandemic itself wouldn't have done any of that. It took the lockdowns, it took the fear, and now it's taking the vaccination and all the division that's bringing to continue down this road that ends in total control. And the last thing I wanna bring up that he said is this, the COVID-19 crisis has shown us that our old systems are not fit anymore for the 21st century which is just amazing. Again, oh, he knows what's best for everyone. Schwab said that this fundamental lack entails the revamping of all aspects in modern society, including our thinking and behavior, as well as the creation of a new social contract that is centered on social justice. What's social justice? Marxism. And that's what they're trying to reset everything to. Now, as I get going here on showing you how fear is the tool, it's the only way, really. If they don't have fear, they cannot get control in America, and they know that. But watch this clip. It explains so clearly how they did this, the elites, in World War II, and how they're doing the same thing today. 75 years ago, Herman Gehring testified at the Nuremberg trials. And he was asked, how did you make the German people go along with all this? And he said, it's an easy thing. It's not anything to do with Nazism. It has to do with human nature. The only thing a government needs to make people into slaves is fear. 
And if you can figure out something to make them scared, you can get them to do anything that you want. Governments love pandemics. They love pandemics for the same reason they love war. Because it gives them the ability to impose controls on the population that the population would otherwise never accept. And we're telling them today, you are not going to take away our freedoms. You are not going to poison our children. We are going to demand our democracy back. Thank you all very much for fighting. Can you believe that? It's exactly summed up in a nutshell. That's how they use fear. That's how the Nazi government got the people to be okay with exterminating a whole race of people and doing all the evil things that they did because they created enough fear where everyone just went in and didn't worry about their neighbor, didn't worry about anything else except self-preservation. Whenever that happens, when people are so fearful, they don't stand up for each other, then anyone that doesn't go along to get along can be eliminated by government and no one knows or cares. They're just worrying about themselves. But that I want to explain to you, that is all that COVID has been about. Why have they withheld all the medicines that work in helping people deal with this? Because they need to create fear. And the way, best way to do that is to have more deaths because that creates more fear. They didn't want a solution to the problem because if there's a solution to the problem, then you're not fearful. And then you won't line up for their vaccines. But you also won't do any of the other things they're talking about, having lockdowns and staying six feet away from your neighbors and don't talk to anybody. All those things, you're not going to do that. You're going to go, they're nuts. I'm not doing that. But that's why. I mean, that's why our border is open right now. Why? Because more illegals equal more crime, more spending, more disease, more votes for the left. And all those things together create fear in people. What's going on? Our borders are open and hundreds of thousands every month are pouring in. All those hundreds of thousands each month that are coming in, their kids will be in our schools. They'll have free health care because they'll go to the hospitals and they'll have to serve them. They'll be getting checks from the government and they'll have to provide housing for them and food stamps. So just burdening down the system more and more, which is purposeful. Also having an open border allows our enemies to come right in. Right now, I'm sure they're going, hey, if we need to get more people in, more terrorists in, go right now. It's wide open. And that fear, again, is what they use to control why do you think last month they gave $83 billion of high-tech weapons to the terrorists, <laughs> the people we'd supposedly been fighting for 20 years? Because they know the more armed they are, the better chance they're going to use those weapons to hurt others, to do acts of terrorism, which creates more chaos and more fear and that's what they need, because then they'll be ready for a Patriot Act 2.0, where they finally convince us, if you want us to protect you, if you want us to keep you safe, you've got to stay in your homes permanently on lockdown. We will bring food to your house, but that's the only way we can protect you. Keep your doors locked and wait for us to bring supplies. <laughs> that's why they're purposely doing things that don't make sense to anyone. But when you're fearful, your mind is not thinking logically. 
it, it's so subjected to propaganda when you're fearful because you're not thinking through the issues, you're just overreacting to everything. Cancel culture. How does this fit in? It destroys all opposition to them and it creates fear. When you have a culture where you realize if I say something that's not accepted, I might lose my job or I might, you know, lose my friends. It creates fear, which creates silence, which eliminates opposition. And, and then the censorship of everything on YouTube or any of the platforms. If you say something that goes against the party line, you might not lose your job, but you're going to lose your influence. They're going to erase you. Why are they doing that? And who are they doing that to? It's very interesting to me. You notice what gets yanked down. This is what gets yanked down. Anyone that is trying to lessen people's fears by speaking truth like, oh, don't be worried about COVID. Here's just some things you can do. And don't worry about this or that. Anyone that's talking optimistically and has solutions to problems, it's out of there. Even if you're a medical doctor, you have no business talking about medicine. They do, but you don't. And that's, but that's why we've, we've entered a stage of a digital gulag. Anyone that opposes them or tries to relieve the fears of anyone in our society is eliminated. Socialism is being rammed down our throat. Key element, because if government can get control of everything, then they will eventually be able to create totalitarian government because they're in control. I mean, a fraudulent election being ignored, that creates fear. It makes people think, well, does that even work anymore? Voting, I don't know what to do. And just more and more fear, where then they'll try to push a voters act like they are right now. We're going to federalize elections to make sure they're free and fair in the future. <laughs> That's how they sell everything they sell to people, create fear, and then they have the solution to the fear. But COVID has been accomplishing all those things above. It has opened the window in a totally different way than it normally has. Other key elements of the COVID destruction are small businesses. You know, they're, they're, they're doing everything to control them. As Biden says, 100 ploys or more, you have to mandate the vaccine. That hurts small business the most. Big business could care less about their employees. They're just a number. Someone doesn't go along to get along, fire them, get somebody else. They don't care, but small business loves and appreciates their employees because they're friends with them and they know them personally and they care about them. I had small businesses for years and my employees were so important to me because I realized I need them to keep my doors open to be successful in this. So I wanted to take care of them. I wanted to help them. I would never force them to do something they didn't want to do. Big business has no relationship with their employees. They're just a number and that's what they're doing. But so it's going to cause small businesses to lose employees, which are vital to their existence. But like we talked about last week, as you're creating monopolies, you have to eliminate competition. So it's another key element of that. Pandemics, interestingly, only last about 18 months normally because the virus slowly just gets itself weeded down where it's not as threatening and 
people start to get their herd immunity and things start fading. Well, that's not been the case this time. It's a year and a half right now, it's starting to go up more. And there's a video below you need to watch. So powerful and important. It's from a funeral director in the UK from a totally different perspective. Of course, all he does is deal with dead people. So he's really in touch with how many people are dying. Is the, are the rates going up? Are they going down? And he talks about how when the pandemic first started, you know, they were bracing for, uh oh, there's going to be a lot of death. And he said, all the funeral directors I knew, we talked about it and we're getting ready for it. It never happened. The death rates didn't go up at all. But he said, as soon as the vaccine has been implemented, the rates have gone up tremendously. Anyway, watch it. It's very thought provoking because you're like, wait a minute, what is going on? Remember this, when someone dies from the vaccine, it's counted as another COVID death. They're not differentiating those. Oh, they died of a COVID death. And so it's just it's criminal what's going on. But watch that video. Another video we have below on the, the vaccine and the consequences of it um, is really powerful too. It's a nurse who totally believed in vaccines and she wanted to be the first to get it as a hero, as a good example to others. And so she got it. Well, slowly her system started to attack itself and it's killed off all the nerve endings in her body. She's in her 30s and, and just having a crisis well, she in this video talks about, and she's still pro-vaccine. This is what's incredible. And she says, I thought as I had the problems, I better contact the vaccine manufacturers. I better contact them and let them know because they want to study this so they can make the vaccine better. She was so kind and saying, well, no vaccine is going to be perfect. So there's going to be problems. But if you're having problems, I'm sure they'll want to study that. So they'll be able to solve the problem. And she's met so many people now that have similar problems to her and they've all been writing letters and emails to Big Pharma and no one will return their emails or calls. And she's starting to realize, oh my goodness, this is evil. I thought for sure they're going to want to study any problems like they do in trials. Why did this happen and how do we fix it? And they're not. They don't want to fix anything. They love it just the way it is. But anyway, that's another very powerful video showing from the inside someone that's totally into vaccinations seeing for herself how corrupt the system is. So one of the things that is happening because of all these different issues going on is the healthcare system right now is collapsing. And here's how several different ways. One, there's a shortage of doctors and nurses and fewer young people going into those professions because of the dumbing down. They're like, oh, that's too hard. Or, I don't know how to do math or I, I can't do that. And so we're having le less people pursue those professions. And there's already a crisis right now. We know there's a shortage, so it's going to even get greater. But also because of all the incompetence going on and all the people going, man, what's going on there? I get emails all the time from people going, my father or mother or grandparents went in and they weren't even that sick and, and they died. People are starting to lose faith in, in the system. And so and then also, of course, as they continue to push the vaccine mandates on healthcare workers, 
um, they're going to diminish the ranks. And so, but, but here's the thing, that's all purposeful. Why? Because it creates more fear. If you went to the hospital and had a crisis and they said, come back in a week, we're too busy right now, you're going to be fearful. And as that happens more and more because of this situation they're setting up, then it gives a good excuse for the government to come in and say, we need to take over medicine. We need to have a single payer system. This free enterprise healthcare system doesn't work. We need to be in total control of it. And we're going to make sure there's enough doctors and we're going to make sure there's enough nurses and all that. So that's what's happening. Again, they, they're creating crises purposely so that then they can step up. Because once government gets control of healthcare, total control, um, you really have total control of everything because you can only serve those who are going along. And, and to show I'm not exaggerating any of this, listen to this, what's going on right now. The American Board of Pediatrics, American Board of Family Medicine, and the American Board of Internal Medicine support the Federation of State Medical Board's decision that all boards should revoke or suspend the license and certification of doctors who question the safety of the COVID-19 jab. Can you, they're saying we're going to remove their license and their total support of it, all the boards of medicine. That's where we are. That's why we've got to get back to the basics. You, you that are listening, that are doctors and nurses, you need to start private clinics. You need to start doing things differently and pulling out of the big hospitals, the big groups of doctors that are run like big businesses that has no care for the individual. It's about money. It's about turning people over. It's about charging them for everything you can to make more money. And we, we need to get out of that system and create a parallel system that can take care of people at the local level by doctors and nurses that people know personally, trust, and care about. And the, the crisis is going to continue here. Fauci just said that we're going to decide soon about the vaccines for 5 to 11-year-olds. Well, let me tell you, if they okay that, and they're supposed to in a few weeks, instead of 10-plus years they normally take to make sure something is safe for an adult, but especially a child, you're going to see a crisis like you wouldn't believe of autoimmune diseases and other issues and infertility and everything else. And that's what they're doing. That's the state of affairs of that. Now, one thing that surprised me, but not totally, is they, the FDA said right now we're against recommending a booster to everyone. And I think they're doing that because they realize if we do a booster to everyone, it's going to be obvious this doesn't work because the, the problems from the vaccines are going to shoot up so much. People go, wait a minute, this is a vaccine problem, not a virus problem. But they said this. Instead, they voted to recommend to individuals 65 and older. That's crazy to me. Let me just tell you this if you haven't figured it out. If you're 65 and older, you have no value to the system we've created in America at any level. You're just a taker. You're using up your savings that we could use. You're, you're using up our Social Security checks, which we could use. You're not producing anymore, so you have zero value. I think the hospital is the most deadly place you can be. If you're over 65 years of age, that's my opinion, because 
I've just seen the disrespect for the elderly in our system. One of you wrote this to me, and it ties right into this. If anyone watches the kids' movie Hedgehogs and doesn't get alarmed, then you need to wake up. The situation that we are in now has been planned, folks. Hedgehogs was released in 2016. There is a virus in the movie, and all the humans are wearing masks. And of course, life gets back to normal only after there is a vaccine. They were preparing our children by using cartoons in 2016 to accept the new normal. Do you understand that up until right now, masks have never been a solution to the problem of viruses? How do we know? Because every pandemic, we haven't done that. Every flu season, do people wear masks? No, because it doesn't work. All the medical studies show masks do not work against viruses. But a movie five years ago was setting up, nope, you need to wear a mask until you get the vaccine. And it's just shocking to me how obvious these things are. I couldn't prove it in a court of law, but I know in my heart because I've studied the left, this whole thing has been purposeful from day one to accomplish so many of their purposes. We now know that on September 12, 2019, the virus database was taken offline at the Wuhan Institute of Virology in Wuhan, China. Why would they do that? They removed 22,000 coronavirus virus samples, disappeared overnight. Then in October, they went into total communications lockdown. No communication with anyone in the world. And then a few weeks later, there's a virus that's come out and is starting to plague the world. Well, that's just a simple overview of this. They're using fear in so many ways, but I wanted you to be aware of that. So anywhere in your personal life you feel fearful, you need to wait, wait, wait. Is this a legitimate fear or is it one that's been coerced by influence to make me do what they want me to do? 99.9% .9 of the time, that's what it is. Um, and so I just I wanted you to just have an idea of this because I just see fear now is just being created any way possible from everything possible. Everything they're doing is to purposefully do crazy things that are causing chaos and problems and confusion. So we will have more and more and more fear. And they're hoping they can get everything checked off the box by 2024 so that they have control. And that's why the 2022 elections are so important. But if we don't have free and fair elections and they're able to get more Senate seats and more House seats, there'll be nothing off limits for them to do. So we need to stay alert and prayerful in what's going on. One piece of good news I wanted to bring your way, showing it's still possible for good things to happen. It's from Alabama. The Attorney General in Alabama, Marshall, said this, you do not have to tell anyone your vaccine status. It's personal, private, confidential. So your employer can't ask, the health system can't ask, and nobody else can ask. Well, I hope this holds up. I hope other states take the lead of that and start doing what we need to do. It's our only solution is start saying no to the federal government. We say we are sanctuary states for life. We're sanctuary states 
for the Bill of Rights or sanctuary states for freedom and for all the constitutional principles that were given to us by God Almighty were for those. And if you pass anything that infringes on those, we will simply ignore it. And if you try to withhold our tax revenue that comes to you um, to penalize us, we will have our citizens stop paying that tax revenue to you all. We are free and independent states like we're supposed to be. And that's what we need, courage right now. So we need to keep standing up, keep influencing one person at a time, and keep praying for our country. But please share a lot of the materials below because it's, they're so valuable in helping wake the troops and educate the troops so we can get states to stand up, we can get large groups of people all over the country to say enough is enough. But until next week, God bless you.